0: Been over sideways, tumbling down the stairs, you got me right there, you got me, got me love drunk. Maybe spin the bottle, come on baby, truth or dare, you got me right there, you got me, got me love drunk.
1: Right, and then we're gonna, let's just, honestly, we should just start it. Great. Uh, hello, and welcome to Love Drunk. I am your host, Charlotte Rose. I am here with... <laughs> I just remembered you were like I was like how should I introduce you and you were like well you could say like of the steadfast sound yeah, and yeah, the so of boy will, band of uh, the, the the hot new boy band that's sweeping the nation. So here with me today I have Luke Linstead of the steadfast sound. Hi. He's here. I'm here.
2: I'm excited to be on.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. It's
2: kind of terrifying. <laughs> But no, I'm ready. it's going to be
1: great. We're going to work our way into it. I always get scared before I start, it. too. I feel
2: like we're going to work our way through this. I feel yeah. like I'm in therapy. So. You know,
1: like, w- you know, you, you have me. I will. He- I, I am here to support you. Uh-huh. Here on Love Drunk, we do allow the guests to pick the poison, and anything is on the table except for... Gin! That's right! We do not drink gin here on Love Drunk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. Luke was very upset that we weren't drinking gin. I
2: was hell bent on this being your first time to drink gin, but I also didn't know that it made you sick. So it does. Make also, me... that—that's
1: the thing. <clears throat> Everyone thinks I'm being just a little bitch over here, just like not well, wanting to drink gin. Oh, okay. Said it. <laughs> How dare you? How dare
2: you? No, it's like that. Like so this? I love whiskey, but uh-huh. I I love gin so much. I, mean, I, know. I used to give my dad so much shit for drinking it all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, clear liquor. Come on now and then he was like drink it it's the only thing that won't give you a hangover that's not entirely true I, but yeah. gin if you could you know stomach yeah. it actually is pretty great
1: listeners it's it's one of those things i can have a couple sips of it and my stomach just like starts turning i, I feel don't like that's know that's a mind
2: over matter thing though.
1: okay but everyone says that and, and one time I, I have talked to multiple bartenders about this and then finally my mom Stephanie Smith who was on the podcast recently told me if you really have this bad of a reaction to gin you might be allergic to like elderberries oh. which is what oh, it's... we
2: talked about this
1: Yeah 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 we have okay. talked about this So um so that's you know that's my story and I'm sticking to it maybe one day I will try gin again uh yeah. however it is what is it it's the fourth episode of season two which means it's the 23rd episode so my dear we are not going to be drinking gin if we do god, not with
2: that attitude come on
1: i always said if i drank gin i would save it for like the 50th episode or the 100th episode to <laughs> luke's gonna no, like kick point. down my door and be like i want to be on the podcast
2: oh my god again. even the guest that week and i'm like shooting it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're vomiting oh into a bucket god. and i'm like look oh my god uh so
1: luke and i did go to college together <laughs> once again barely we did <laughs> we did kind of it was like two ships passing in the night
2: yeah we've tried to like map this out but uh-huh. you're technically we're a year behind me but you're the same age as me yes you're Which 25. you found
1: out recently. Well, yeah, I just turned twenty-six. Mm,
2: oh God, and you're older than me. Haha yeah.
1: Jokes on you, bud.
2: Oh God, that's so weird.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, that's one of my one of my greatest my greatest tricks is fooling everyone into thinking that I'm two years younger than I actually am. I thought yeah. you were
2: going to say it, like fooling people with my age. I was like, I don't think that's a thing you should put on your profile.
1: But... Uh, anyway, yeah, no. But we we went to college for a time. I recently remembered that we were in an acting class together. No. Yes, we were. No. We were in. We were in Jeremy Cudd's acting class. No,
2: you're drunk. Go um, <laughs> What do you? Well, I was in two of Jeremy's classes. Well, I was, I was in three of Jeremy's three. classes.
1: I was in acting one, uh, two, and want three give with Jeremy. From anybody which, else? I guess. <laughs> no, that's just how my schedule worked out, and and I do love Jeremy Cudd. I don't know <clears> if he listens to the podcast, but Jeremy, I love you. But if I could do what? it all again, I would say that I would get different experience with different professors. That's just oh, how yeah. that's just how my, oh, my for schedule sure. I mean, I mean that's why I did that.
2: Out. It worked, you know, I mean <laughs> I started with Keta, then I took Jeremy, you know. No, but which, which class was acting two, acting three.
1: Um <laughs> I don't we just I just remember that we had an assignment where we had to do like a piece of instrumental music and we had to come up with like a storyline for oh, it. That was yes. the one. I don't remember which year it was but I remember oh seeing God. yours.
0: What was because yours? You.
1: Mine was like I tried to do this thing where it was like my my sister had died and it was like the day of her funeral because I always went really dramatic with That's that bullshit. But the thing is, I remember yours because you made all of us move. Like you made you were like we're gonna all go to this uh, side yeah, of the room I, and we're gonna close I, the curtain. Yeah,
2: I did it. Oh, uh, do you, do you, I want you? I want to hear what your explanation of what I did was because I I very. <laughs> vaguely remember what
1: i (laughs) thought it was was a like a like a musician who's also like a hitman Yeah,
2: (laughs) jeremy tore me to shit for that he was like oh my god because first of all because he was like you just do something to music and i was like well i'm gonna try and think outside the box that's the only way to like really like, you know, like pass the bar in like Jeremy's class sometimes other than doing something really simple I felt like and I was like, I'm just just gonna go for this and uh, yeah, he was like yeah, I just feel like you were trying real hard, bud and I was like fair game! Alright! Uh-huh. I
1: feel like that's what he told us. All, I feel like all of us were trying
2: yeah. a little hard we did, in that. because we wanted to do good. But yeah, that's what it was. Because we're also
1: college actors. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I remember you moved us all around and then mm-hmm. you used the curtain to be like, oh and now I'm coming off stage. And then yeah. you had like blood all over you. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? And yeah. maybe there was like some sort of weapon involved. Yeah, there was like a knife
2: and a blood all over it. Yeah, there was like a knife and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like,
0: uh-huh. Yeah,
2: and then I put on like a shirt. I remember to cover because it, it was like a wife eater Then, and then I put a shirt over the top of that to like cover up the blood it was like I was Uh going out for like another hit that was that was my grand scheme in acting class was I was a musician Uh slash It Has nothing to do with my normal life now I
1: I don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) have
2: y'all seen Barry it's great uh, if you haven't
1: I don't remember anything else about the class you and I were in together that's hilarious I don't even remember being being in that
2: class together until you said that that is hilarious it's not because you were feelings. forgettable. It's mm. because I don't remember like half the people that were in that class. Do
1: you not remember college? Because I don't remember like mm. half of college. I'm
2: going to be honest. I was drunk a lot in college. So.
1: <laughs> I love this. Okay. So obviously Luke and I are like re getting to know each other. So I'm just going to ask you a like lot some. Recently. Oh, we sure have been. Haven't we, bud? Anyway. <laughs>
2: Not like us personally, but <laughs> no, 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 yeah. not us personally. We've <laughs> I was just
1: like, uh, wait a minute, to that, that might does sound, sound that does sound bad. No, we just it be uh, <laughs> Ugh. anyway. So I'm just gonna go through some like rapid fire questions. where like getting Did getting you? to know yeah. you about like your dating history and all that jazz. So okay. you know, don't don't think like too much on these. Really, just like give me the first thing that comes into your head. Um, just you know. Okay. Anyway, so
2: okay.
1: how old were you when you had your first kiss?
2: Oh, when I had my first kiss, I was like older than i feel like a lot of people are maybe i'm not i think i was 14
1: okay i was 15 so don't worry about okay. it okay yeah, yeah yeah it was
2: it was middle school i was i was in seventh grade okay oh and and i'll say this there's no way she listens to this guess what her name was you'll never guess i'm just gonna tell Wait, you what is it chelsea chelsea chelsea
1: that's a lot sweetest
2: girl ever she was really awesome her lips tasted like marshmallows <laughs> Is it's that most, something you I hold on to? I still remember that you. to this fucking day. I was like, "Wow, is this what like kissing is?" This is
1: what all kissing is. <laughs> is Everyone just tastes like marshmallows. Did I know the how crusty would you
2: mess that would no. become <laughs> the rest uh, of my life?
1: Yeah. Um, how old were you when you were in your first relationship?
2: Oh, well, technically I think that was with her, so it'd be like fourteen to I mean if you want to go like real real relationship. Um oh my god, I forgot to write her name. I guess like sixteen. would okay. be like the real relationship. That was in a relationship with her too, but uh-huh. that I mean it was middle school, that lasted all of like what, a month, you know?
1: Right. Um speaking <clears throat> of relationship lengths, what is the longest relationship you've ever had?
2: Like three and a half ish four years. So somewhere in that range and yeah.
1: Okay. What is the weirdest place you've ever made out and or hooked up with someone?
2: I don't think it's weird, but I've hooked up in the ocean.
1: That's like, okay. <laughs> not everyone's it's not, hooked yeah, up
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't really find that like weird It's not like percent. weird, it's, it but it's like, fun, like uncommon. And it yeah, guess. and it was like at night and there was definitely people around and it was, uh, yeah, it was fun.
1: Okay. <laughs> if you could give your 16-year-old self advice about dating, what would it be?
2: God, I don't know. Chill out. <laughs> Just chill just, out, dude. Just, just fucking chill, chill, out, chill out. Like it gets better, I guess, but it also it gets worse. I don't know.
1: It gets better, but then you move to Los Angeles and it gets way, way worse. Way, oh, way worse.
2: I, well, we haven't even told Dated in three different cities. Well, like, well, three major cities. Uh-huh.
1: So, speaking of which, you are in LA now. How long have you been out here?
2: This is, like, my fourth month to live out here, but I've had a room here for, like, six months. Dang. So, something like that. Yeah, I officially or at least started, like, October. No, November. November, like, 1st. So, yeah, whatever. how long has it been?
1: I thought y'all had been there for longer. No. No.
2: So okay. I'm brand new still. Okay. And I'm still very new, but I love it.
1: A fresh little baby. Oh, he loves L.A. Baby, but (laughs) But you also you were in you were in kind of a unique situation because typically I would ask like, are you on the apps? Like, are you dating? But you like you do shows in other cities, yeah, and you spend time outside of L.A. So you really haven't
2: here. Yeah, no. Uh, So when I was here for like those first two months before I left to go do Hedwig in the Mm Inch in Austin. I was with somebody to some capacity, so I was not on the apps. That's actually, for the first time in a, a while, I deleted all the apps. And I was okay. like, this is the person since, <clears throat> I'm going to say her name because I don't care, Kelly, uh-huh. who I love, who I dated for like four years. <laughs> There's that person. Most everybody knows that about me. Anyway, um, I was I like... I knew mm, that, so. Yeah, I know you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but this is the first person like since her that I was like, oh, this is, this is my person. This is the person I'm supposed to be with. And so, yeah, I deleted them. And I just now recently, like gotten back on them in the past couple weeks and i hate it so much
1: <laughs> so are you trying to like are you trying to <clears throat> date are you trying to casual date are you try to hook up before you leave uh, like what's
0: god. what's going um, on in
1: your head luke there's no wrong answer great so, i swear to god i will not judge you no matter so my what My mo say.
2: is like casual dating awesome like people usually but like that's also because i bounce around so much so i can't like I feel like I can't latch on to anything, and especially I've made this like pact with myself that like I'm not going to date anybody that's not living in L.A. Right. And I, I wasn't the person I was involved with before it was in New York Um, yeah. when I moved to L.A. And I was like, I don't care. This person is the most incredible person in the world. I'm going to make that work. Plus, she was thinking about moving out to LA anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've had flings with people even since then. And it's just like, I'm not going to put myself in that position of like Mm -hmm. not at least having the place I come back to, home base, being where that person is. Exactly. Because I I meet, I've had flings with people in like all these different cities and I, I love them. They're also usually performers and they bounce around and when I was in New York, like, I was definitely more attached to the idea of, like, maybe finding somebody in New York,
0: Mm -hmm. which is, like,
2: totally fine, because then I was like, oh, we'll both come back to New York, but now that I'm not there, I'm like, it has to be somebody in LA, so I'm definitely, like, uh, I'm tired of, like, like, random hookups, Mm -hmm. slash, like, even these little flings are getting really exhausting, so it's like, I'm looking, but I'm also somebody that, like, like, that's why I'm saying I hate the apps, I just, like, I'm just it'll happen you know the way it's Mm -hmm. meant to happen or it won't and also i'm not like dying to be in a relationship i'm just kind of like "Ah, i just don't know how much more i want to keep doing like random hookups and like random little flings because like the emotional part of that is just getting really exhausting and i kind of like to like settle down and like commit to somebody for a time so i can see like how to do that again Mm -hmm. because i'm going on two years since being in any kind of like normal relationship. Right. So. It does
1: kind of steal your soul a little bit. And it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Steal your soul.
1: Yeah. No, but it's, I mean, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I I went through my slutty phase when I moved to LA and I was like having a lot of casual hookups and for the most part, like it did, there was a time when it really did empower me, where I was like, yeah, "I can do whatever I, I want with my body." That. You blah, need blah. that. Yeah. And then one day you kind of wake up and you're like, "All right, I'm done with this now, and I don't like it anymore." Yeah. And And it and it mm-hmm. is hard because you <clears> find so many people here that are kind of halfway between. You know, something and the other, or they're focusing entirely on themselves in their career, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I don't have time to date." Or, you know, you have people yeah. that are working like three jobs, and they literally have no time to spend with anybody else. Yeah. But it's very, very difficult, and, and sometimes you wonder if it, it is possible to find love <laughs> in Los Angeles. And uh, I yeah, don't know,
2: I, I, I also like I, I i've not I'm not trying to be cynical in any form or fashion, mm-hmm. but I find companionship to me has become so much more of a priority than like outright diehard love or like monogamy per se like okay i i still believe in monogamy i just like i i also know that in our fast-changing world in Mm -hmm. the like world that we live in as artists and actors and musicians and all that out here that's really difficult and i definitely know that like finding the companionship part first, as long as I'm, like, obviously attracted and sexually attracted to that person, uh-huh. is so much more important to me. I need to know that I can spend a week with this person 24-7, mm. not kill them, and also not have to say anything. Right. You know, like, we yeah. could exist in the same room, and it's, it's totally fine if nothing's being said.
1: Uh-huh. You can just we don't like need to be, like, the tearing
2: the walls down, like, having sex. I'd rather know that, like, we're good just as people. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, all that being said, my first question for you, I guess, is, uh, Luke Linstead, do you believe in love?
2: She's, like, sips and just, like, sits sit back my, I, I sit and my curls little... up. Wait, we never, we never <laughs> talked
1: about, what are we drinking?
2: It's, uh, we're drinking Jameson and ginger beer. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it, and I'm a little lit, and I'm not afraid to say it.
1: Yo, I'm like pretty lit yeah, already. I'm I was a little lit, lit before we started recording this. We like
2: really went hard on that first Ooh. drink, and I have not had enough to eat either today. So like, yeah. we're just gonna let everything
1: out. We're just gonna. Oh my god! We're let's tell us all
2: our secrets. <gasps> let's do we're it. We don't have time for that. that. Oh my god! No. <laughs> it's like the first three-hour
1: episode <laughs> of the podcast. Anyway, yeah. so do, you, do so. Answer the damn question. Do you believe in love or not?
2: Yeah yeah okay. I believe in I, I believe I believe in love because mm-hmm. I love a lot of people and I think yeah. there's a fair amount of people that love me. I just think love is work. Okay. Uh, if you're talking about like <clears throat> let me say this okay so like the person that I was with forever Kelly who I love I, I know that me and her love each other and we will do whatever we have to do for each other even despite that we're not together anymore mm-hmm. and that's long behind us. I love her and I know she loves me. <laughs> but I think like romantic love mm-hmm. takes an insane amount of work, and I commend people that can do that. I I don't know how realistic it is for people that are our age and that are doing what we do.
0: Okay. And that is
2: not me being cynical. No, that is me. I don't, me. So I don't not. even try to be like realistic or anything like that. I just feel like it's so hard with how fast our lives change mm-hmm. um, doing what we do, and that our lives are not simple i'm not saying it's easier because it's simple but i more or less think it is people who like don't leave um some of their hometown situations they don't have the like change up of life that Mm -hmm. we have constantly like you might actually be at a job for more than a few years we're like i'm changing job every six months because Uh or every two months you know it just it it makes everything so much more complicated and uh yeah i believe in love i just believe that it's Romantic love is an insane amount of work, and you have to wake up every day choosing that person, and that's mm-hmm. really special. and I believe in that, but I also don't think that we're all like at that place at the age we are,
1: right? Okay, you know? <clears throat> so do you think that when you get to a certain age, you're going to be at the point where you can be like, Okay, I'm gonna like s- not settle down, but c- kind of like, no,
2: it's down not. A I don't bit. find it like I'm settling down, it's I know myself okay you know i know myself and i've seen what i needed to see to understand who i am Mm -hmm. and i can now rightfully give myself and understand this other person every single day more than i could when i was maybe in my mid-20s and this is just me i'm not like this is what you should do like because i have plenty of friends that are married and they're happy and like all that but like Mm -hmm. i don't feel for myself that I can just be like, oh, I'm going to choose this person for the rest of my life like right now. Like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't feel that. I don't feel like I know who I am quite yet and I should probably figure that out first before I do, you know,
1: I feel like that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I feel like that's a very um, mature way to look at a situation because I feel like there are a lot of people and especially people that I've dated in this mm-hmm. city who kind of get into things and then they're just sort of like, you're seeing each other for a few weeks and then they're yeah. like, I'm fucked up. I don't know what's happening. I don't know myself. I don't, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Would have been nice to know that from yeah. the beginning. <laughs>
0: yeah. So mm-hmm. as
1: I, my biggest yep. thing with, dating and talking to someone or whatever is is your feelings are not right or wrong they just are and yeah. and you can't change yeah. your feelings about a situation. and in that same way, if you tell someone what your feelings are where you're at in your yeah, life just
2: be honest on your journey
1: <laughs> yeah. as a human on this planet today yeah they can feel however they want about that and that's and nobody they like that's they can own that's, that yeah, that's, own that's, that. that's right. fine yeah. but they cannot blame you uh-huh. if you are yep. 100% honest from the get go and yeah. I'll always I will yeah. always say that to people and yep. so that's why I'm like yo be <clears throat> honest from the yeah, start yeah it's not
2: it's not about an age yeah it's not it has nothing to do with like a number per uh-huh. se i mean i do like to think that it's like oh I, like over the next like 4 or 5 years I think I'll be more confident, probably, Mm -hmm. in that place. Like, just me, I just just feel personally, I'll be like, oh, I'm hoping to, like, stay out here in L.A. and I'll, like, be in one place and not be moving around as much. And, like, maybe life will slow down a little bit for myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, like, career-wise, but, like, I will just, hopefully. But I'll just feel more good about myself and that will allow me to, like, say yes to those things. But, no, I totally agree. It's all about honesty and, like, as Mm -hmm. long as you tell people what you're feeling in that moment also like checking in and having conversations making sure communication is open no matter even if it is a little thing that's what's most important because i have to operate under those rules all the time i don't Uh like to like i'm not like trying to rope anybody in under false pretenses like i want to be really honest like from the get-go like that's how i treat like the little things that i have in like other cities is i'm like i can't do this like Uh i can't do it in an emotionally emotional level so like please don't get this like misconstrued. Like, yes, I have emotions for you, but that doesn't mean I'm emotionally like available and like can satisfy uh, the thing that you want. You right. Know? Yes. Yeah.
1: I think it was interesting. I mentioned this in the in the last episode of the podcast with Keith, but you were actually the person that I cited, and obviously you haven't listened to this episode because it just came out it today. It just came out today. I was like, as I we're it. recording. But I did say something, I kind of made a joke where it was like you and I had a conversation where you were like, Oh, I'm, like, very emotionally unavailable right now, and I was like, oh, well, that's so funny because I feel like every time I get my heart broken, I become more and more emotionally available, but I see... Oh, interesting. So, no, <laughs> and so it's, it's just how different people yeah. operate, and yeah. I would love to learn how to become emotionally unavailable because I feel like it would Why be Why does it. that
2: make you become more emotionally available when you get your heart broken, though? I, it's <clears throat> you it's one You let down of those some things. walls, and I'm not saying you need to put those walls up, but, uh-huh. like,
1: Oh, and I do. Like, why did
2: you get your heart broken in the first place? Well,
1: it's, uh, well, most recently I got super blindsided by the last person I was dating where I thought, uh, I thought things were going very, very well and I got literally no sign that they were not going well or no sign that, like, he was not, we did have a conversation where he was like, hey, this is really early on and I'm not opposed to a relationship, but let's just figure it out. And I was like... Of course, we've been on two dates. That is psychotic to think that we are now, like, a thing. Yes. A thing. Yeah. We're dating. We're feeling it out. We're, like, seeing how it's going. But we were spending a lot of time together. We were, like, texting a lot. We were, yeah. you know. And then, kind of out of the blue, it was it was very good and everything was great. And, but it was very out of the blue in the sense that he was like, I don't see this going anywhere. And I was like, cool, when did you realize this? And he goes, oh, like, a few days ago. That's why I've been distant. And I was like, you have not been distant at all in, in my Sense
2: of the word. He just been distant in the past few days, though. He,
1: well, it, he wasn't staying over anymore, but we were still talking all the time and hanging out regularly. Oh, okay. So that was the that was <clears throat> yeah. where in the confusion was in the sense that,
0: yeah.
1: like, no, we weren't sleeping together in the last like week. But I didn't yeah. think that was weird because he was like, "Oh, I have shit to do," and I was like, "Ah, yes, he has shit to do. Yes, go and <laughs> yes. do your shit. Amazing, <laughs> wonderful." And so. So, yeah, and so it, it it super blindsided me, and I just found that, like, Wait, I, and can, I did- can I
2: ask you a question? Yes, of how course. Long had, how long had they, they how they. long had you, how long had you guys been seeing each other?
1: We had been, like, seeing each other, seeing each other for a couple weeks, and, like, before then, the first time we had ever been, like, oh, there are feelings here was, like, a month prior. So it was still relatively early so what on.
2: So we talking, like, two months tops. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to think that in that time, there's definitely a buffer period mm-hmm. that, like, you know, I, I don't feel like, I, it's not that you don't have a right to feel, like, blindsided because I don't know, like, how much he was texting you or, like, what your conversations were or, like, uh-huh. how much you guys were hanging out. I think just in my own personal experience, I'm just, like, that is enough time where I'm, like, I'm still, like, we don't know each other. <laughs> I'm, right. like, maybe, like, like, the odds of something like that happening, especially being out here, you know, uh-huh. like, in L.A., Is like definitely like pretty high, and clearly he pulled that on you. Mm -hmm. It's like, why does that make you more like emotionally available?
1: Well, one would think that after that, I'd be like, fucking bye, like forever, no one, blah blah blah. And I did take that time where I was like sad, and I did take like my morning period or whatever. But afterwards, it's, (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's just like my super positive ass where I was like, yo. I really thought, because this felt very different than anything I had had before.
0: Yeah.
1: If something that was not right felt so good, something that is right must feel fucking amazing. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I kind of took yeah. it as a sense of like, okay, so this wasn't right, like, from the beginning.
2: How many times has something like that happened?
1: With, what do you mean?
2: How many times do you, like, feel like you're blindsided and then, like, Honestly, you know...
1: this was the only
2: time. <laughs> so this was the only Truly, time. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, no, and I'm I think not saying... just like
2: a, I mean... I, I I'm not know. going
1: into every single relationship being like, oh my god, I was blindsided. No, I always like, I feel <laughs> I like I think, <laughs> I'm very good. Once again, Luke and I are just really becoming friends again <laughs> now for the for the first time.
2: <laughs> oh, the first time ever. <laughs> for the think. first
1: time ever. No, but it's, I would say that I am always kind of preparing myself for the end. So when, when things don't, yeah. when things are amiss, I'm just sort of like, huh, like I'm yeah, hyper aware of it. What do I what want? Do you
2: want right now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is a loaded question, just because of like based on where you and I are <laughs> situated.
2: No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just asking you the question that you, I like. What are you looking for? I right mean,
1: now? I'm looking, I'm looking for something. I'm looking to date someone. <sighs> okay. And ooh, my, my reusable straw just made a noise. I'm so sorry, everyone. I just so love right. the environment so much between uh, the
2: vegan whiskey and mm-hmm. the. Uh... <laughs> That's the new band, Vegan Whiskey.
1: Vegan Whiskey, oh my
0: god. That's no, crazy.
2: I think you have a big heart and you're very positive in that, like... Yeah, that I, I... You I, just... Yeah, I get it. You want something in life and in relationships right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: where it's... Uh, where I'm always kind of... I, I never really... I think there are times where I get, like, all sad girl and I'm like, oh, it's never gonna happen. And then just... You can meet people out of the blue and mm-hmm. you can... Truly, your life can change in an instant. And so I think that no matter how often I'm like, oh my God, it's never going to happen for me and blah, 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 and this and that. And like, I'm such a sad girl. I do realize that there are so many people on this planet and you could meet someone that might change your mind. And so I I don't think I ever actually give up hope, even though I try to tell myself that I have truly given up hope, but I don't think I ever do. I think that when I'm hurt, I go to the next person and 100% I do have baggage and I do have walls up and there are things and like there are little like triggers for me where when they say certain things I'm like oh no is that what this means and like this reminds me of this for like whatever reason yeah. but that all lives in my crazy brain and that doesn't mean that I have to like project it out onto everyone
2: but yet you're on the podcast
1: <laughs> and here I am on the podcast just projecting it out onto everyone but yeah I, I think that when I meet someone who is like sweet and kind and like treats me very well I'm like oh well fuck no wonder this other thing didn't work out like yeah. maybe this thing's gonna be better like maybe this is what was meant to be yeah. so so I think that you and I I think we kind of approach things just just a little bit differently and I don't think mm-hmm. anyone is necessarily like correct or incorrect or you no, I whatever, just think but... us in this
2: age are like we are all very all over the place mm-hmm. and that's why I guard my heart to a certain degree but also because I am that other person like half the time as well you know Uh where I'm like I have a good connection with you but like I I'm I I, I, I'm not there you know right um and I don't want to like take you down something I can't commit to and it's not me trying to be an asshole I just I don't
1: (laughs) but I feel like there are so many people who don't Express themselves in the sure. way that you do, yeah. and so I feel like I mean, like I'm yes, always, but gonna...
2: then yeah, but then like you know, it's not like I'm not like an enigma or anything <laughs> like that. It's like there, yeah. there's just like everybody at our age is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. So like, I I would just proceed at every kind of interaction, relationship, hookup, like whatever it is that has any kind of emotions to it, like with caution. That uh-huh. is like very, <sighs> just just with a lot of caution. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel like.
1: Which also kind of stinks because like it if you sucks, if you have but... a casual relationship like you if you have a casual hookup you kind of just want it to be like a casual hookup and you don't want to be like hey but... just so you know I'm not emotionally <laughs> available and no, let me tell you all these no, things that but... I'm about to leave in a month and also just but, like
2: but the problem is enough. that we're we're not like people aren't able to be honest because they're not being honest with themselves uh-huh. though that that is the grand issue in this like age yes is that like you like yes. that guy that you're like oh I was blindsided I'm like I don't think he was like. I don't think it was just you that was blindsided. He clearly, like, didn't know, like, what he wanted out of the thing. Uh And that's his own issue that he didn't even realize. So, yeah, people just don't know themselves right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt for being a dick. But, like,
1: (laughs) Some people do. I guess some people, it's... (laughs) Someone, someone called it, like, they were like, we're gonna call that, like, a foul on his part. I don't think it makes him a bad person. It doesn't make anyone, people, bad decisions don't make people bad. bad. Right. And, uh. And I think that's,
2: like, especially an issue right now at this age. Being in LA, being an artist, like, anything like that, you're like, oh, God, I'm already starting, like, two strikes down because, like, Mm -hmm. there's just too much shit going on and i have no idea who the fuck i am
1: (laughs) well it pisses me off because natalie since i have known her for years since we've been like best friends from
2: the uh, natalie do you you know
1: do you know natalie (laughs) patty so natalie she i wouldn't say she played devil's advocate but there were times when in college like boys would be mean to me and then she would be like well you know, I feel like we all on our journey to self-discovery, like hurt people and blah, blah blah. And I would just be sitting and like, I just remember there was one time she was driving me to Home Depot because we were gonna get mouse traps because our house was infested. Gross. and she was t- she said that. she was like, I would say that, you know, on your journey, to discovery like we all hurt people along the way and I'm just sitting there with my arms folded and I'm like yeah I guess but also like fuck that like yeah. that's oh my god everyone who's ever mean to me is bad and you I've know I've never hurt anybody I in my life I have never hurt anyone <laughs> I have never hurt one person Hatred's in my Charlotte goddamn right here. <laughs> life oh my god and uh I'm trying to think of if I have actively hurt people I think yeah I would say maybe a couple probably I'm sure
2: you have your breathing right <laughs>
1: but there are only two that I'm like you're very 26 aware and you're of.
2: breathing so you probably hurt somebody emotionally. I mean I know
1: that I've hurt people emotionally but I mean like I'm just thinking about boys there are two that I know actively that I've like hurt their feelings and and obviously I've done and after that I walked on fucking eggshells and I was trying to be so nice to them That's bad and for <laughs> i hate you luke god i wish we were never friends again oh no so luke if we do ever figure out all this craziness and bullshit and all that jazz um are you gonna get married and can i come
2: <laughs> my god Charlie, you're gonna officiate jesus don't make those know? jokes,
1: Luke. You will break my heart.
2: Oh, yeah, we're not paying you, but
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, but like, still, it's we've a, it over. a wedding.
2: <laughs> we hasn't been a thing yet, but we've talked it over. we had like um, a mind meld yeah. <laughs> with
1: your future whoever, yeah. and
2: uh... um, yeah, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'm, I'm gonna get married in okay. life. At, at some point yeah. <clears throat> yeah no i think i'm gonna get married and like okay. at some point i have no idea when that is and i don't like to put any kind of like date or like you know time on that thing right i think it could easily happen in the next five years i think it could easily happen in like 20 years i think like it just i don't know but i also like i mean you're from the south right
0: Hell yeah! so <laughs> um yeah
2: i am the only person in my family to like not be like you know conventionally married but i'm like by like twenty
0: five,
1: um, nice. So uh, yeah, Wonderful. just like
2: straight, you know, ring by spring, like you know, in uh-huh. college kind of thing, or like yeah. with your like, literally. I'm the only person in my immediate family who's not married their high school sweetheart, oh. which is insanity. Really? Uh, but yes, it will happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not crazy about it right now, uh-huh. but I will be crazy about it later.
1: I'm sure you will be. Do you have any things for your wedding that you like want, like in your um. Are you, yeah.
2: no, I, I th- <laughs> are you gonna sing at your wedding? I I don't think. Are you gonna
1: sing at your wedding, Luger? Are you gonna sing
2: at your wedding? I think I would probably sing not at the wedding, but at the like the reception. Right? Yeah, oh, I I, mean, I would yeah, rather yeah. do that. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I'm not well, gonna duh, sing yeah. at the actual you're just gonna, like,
2: like she walks ceremony. Down the, and I'm singing. She a, walks
1: down the aisle. You like fucking grab oh, the mic. And you're like, pay attention to me. No, 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 I'll tell you exactly
2: how I would go. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I would definitely sing at the reception or something, or do, like, a dance of some uh-huh. sort. Like, that's, that's definitely on-brand, can't not happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, Yeah, oh, thanks for my wedding. Uh, has to be back in Texas. Okay. that I doubt, uh, because of family, but also, like, I know at some point in my life I will end up being back in Texas. If I don't make it to some kind of, like, fame or, like, you know, fortune mm-hmm. in music, artistry, whatever, no matter what, I will end up back in Texas. And even if that happens, God willing, um, I will have a place in Texas. I okay. just need to be closer to my family and, like, <clears throat> I, I just want to be married in Texas.
1: Okay. What if you meet someone and they're like, fuck it, we got to get married Wisconsin or it's a deal breaker. <sighs> it's going to be a
2: whole to-do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it will be well, a whole to-do. there's also nothing
2: saying we can't have two ceremonies.
1: <gasps> Whoa. I went I to I would
2: a- be... I'd be so willing to do that.
1: I went to a psychic once, and yeah. she read my my palm or whatever, and she goes, this is the first time I've ever seen this. You will be married to one person, and you will have three ceremonies.
2: That's weird. I don't remember telling you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you fucking weirdo. Why are you like this? I don't understand. We're getting
2: to know each other so much. We well. <laughs> to...
1: Can I just say, the other night, and once again, we're not delving into why Luke and I are becoming friends again, but, uh... <laughs> The God, other I night, so
0: wrong. Go ahead.
1: I swear to God, Luke and I aren't sleeping anymore. We're together. not sexually we're, involved. We're, we're super not sexually involved. Luke has not we're even sexually adjacent. We we, we are sexually, sexually adjacent. adjacent. <laughs> That's
2: the new band. Yes. Oh my God, I'm dead. Anyway. So we're sexually adjacent.
1: <laughs> oh, so Luke, my sexually adjacent <laughs> friend. Uh, the other night I was like, does anyone have contact solution? And Luke goes, oh, I do. And I go, oh, awesome. And he goes, I don't. I don't know why. Like, it wasn't even a joke. It was a lie. That was not even, like, a joke or a, or just a, it was just, you were just... I'm saying just, something that I'm was very, not true.
2: Oh God, I get it from my dad. I just like I, lies will spout from my mouth, like and that I little thing.
1: Understand? It doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> and you were you were in times of desperation too.
1: <laughs> I, I needed like... <laughs> contact solution.
2: Does anybody have contact solution? Yeah, I got some. I don't. I don't know why I just said that. I'm sorry. I, I was
1: so angry. <laughs> I was like, Luke, for the love of God, why are you doing this?
2: To I think the Rite Aid down the street might have
1: oh, some. Oh, I should have just gone to the Rite Aid. I used some so- someone's eye drops. I use those, so <laughs> I don't know whose they are. Sorry.
2: Weddings. I see a barn in a field in blues and grays. <laughs> that's what I see. A
1: barn? Okay.
2: And the bridesmaids are in some kind of, like, uh, not pink, but, like, you know, some kind of, like, some muted. Are a thing. Some thing? Some kind of muted rosé, and obviously, okay. you know, that's not going to be my choice, but, like. Right. Also, a thing that like I picked up from Kelly that I also like kind of love is she was like, "I want to get married barefoot," and I was like, "I kind of fucking love that." Not me. I was like, "I'm not going to be," but <laughs> you're you going to be wearing <laughs> shoes, absolutely. But like, that's just me. But I don't know.
1: You're gonna go up to your person and be like, "Yo, you gotta take those shoes off you for gotta, us like, to get married. Get those heels off. Your you, feet gotta get, you gotta get. You gotta like get those fucking shoes off your feet, girl." This is the only way I do it. <laughs> barefoot or not at all i think that it is more interesting that you uh want the other person to be barefoot and not necessarily you
2: yeah pretty much well you can be barefoot in a suit you can be barefoot in a dress though
1: i mean you oh okay i will i will say the barefoot in a dress is oh you love it i love it you're like one of those feet loving guys we're just getting right into it no i'm
2: not a foot fetish guy but yeah I like I like it for it really it's just because of Kelly yeah I was like I love that idea though
0: Shout goes out with to the Kelly. whole
2: like Texas Southern thing like guess it does kind of go because we're Texas. all backwoods hicks and, oh we you know, are I did ride a horse to school so
1: <laughs> yep his yep. name was
2: Sunshine he died
1: <laughs> oh no
2: that's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even know where we are anymore there's no
2: horse anyway. oh
1: good lord I know there's not Luke I know you I've, I'm learning so <laughs> oh, you learn
2: about the horse shit. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about, uh, is there anyone you would like to low-key curse on the podcast? So, low-key cursing, we never wish death or dismemberment on anyone, um, but we want, like, it's more of, like, an inconvenience thing. Is there anyone that you would, like, like to low-key curse? No,
2: I'm not, so I, (laughs) I'm not even gonna be like, oh, I, like, low-key curse them. I just, I, I love this human and who they are. I just don't. (laughs) I'm not very fond of them like <laughs> at exactly this point. I know exactly what you're
1: talking about, do I? Yeah,
2: I'm, I feel like you do. Yeah. Um, we'll call her You Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the person I was, like, seeing while I was out here in LA, mm-hmm. and she was back in New York, who essentially hid information slash, like, lied to me for months into, mm-hmm. like, our relationship of sorts. We never officially were like, oh, you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, it was like... We are a thing, and, like, we're just gonna, like, work this out, and then I, yeah. we'll eventually move to L.A., and, like, I was like, no, this is good. I, I'm scared of, like, labeling this, too, to, like, some degree. And I still visited her, visited her in New York, and it was it's great, and it truly is the first person since Kelly that I was like, I, I'm crazy about this person. Like, this person could be it. Like, this person probably is it, and, mm. like, we're gonna figure it out. And, um, yeah, she, uh, let me know finally, like, five months into, like, our relationship whatever that was Mm -hmm. that she that i was not the only person um not only was i not the only person that it was another like person that i had worked with essentially is what i will say Mm -hmm. and you can gather what that is from my profession from traveling around the country and that that was not over and basically she wanted me around enough that she just didn't tell me and I'm not a person to, like, hold grudges, because that's why I'm saying I, I truly, I love this human, and it's kind of what we talked about earlier, where I was like, I don't fault her for being confused, for mm-hmm. being a 20-something, for being not sure of who she is or what she wants. I'm not faulting her there. I, I fault the dishonesty, and I fault the lying, and that is a deal-breaker for me on the most human level. Yeah. So, yes, you girl. She, I don't want her to be cursed or anything like that. Well, just, that. like, I it's just, it's just it sucks. a low-key it sucks. curse. It's, it's a low-key uh, curse. Like, wish her a
1: flat tire or, like, a...
2: She's dealing with enough, clearly, in her own life that I could not wish more ill will upon her because I know who I am, and she doesn't know who she is. Okay,
1: like, Luke so. is better than all of us. He just doesn't know <laughs> oh, Okay, no,
2: I'm just saying that, like, I, I'm glad that I... I'm honest with people, and I haven't done that to somebody, okay. you know? Like, I, I haven't felt the guilt and shame and, like, issue that she felt for clearly months until it ate away at her enough until that, like, truth had to come out. Uh-huh. I'm like, I i haven't felt that, and I don't want to feel that, so what, mm-hmm. what the fuck's wrong with you, <laughs> you know? Like, why are you okay with that? But
0: I, eh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
1: Also, like, cor- like, stop me if this is strange. I do want to know because I never knew, like, what happened with you and Kelly. Like, how did that, like, no,
2: we're gonna like get into that?
1: <laughs> I just, well, like, how <laughs> I kind of want to know because sure. I know um, it was. No, we, went to, we all went to college. We together, all went to college, I I college together.
2: Kelly and I started dating my sophomore year, mm-hmm. we made out at a Halloween party. Cody Edgar's place, I think is who to place. Oh my god,
1: it's Halloween Bitches. I remember that party specifically. Yeah, I was
2: dressed as Magic Mike. She was dressed as um, one of the girls from Gossip Girl. And if she was here, she would be so mad that I can't remember which. Was it Blair? She was Blair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we never had any, like, romantic interest in each other until, like, that... Not that we did, like, that moment, but, like, we made out with each other at that party, and then we, like, saw each other a few times after that, and, like, um, eventually, that was in October-ish, and uh-huh. then, because I think it was before October, I think it was before Halloween when they had that party. Then I think so. Because we there was
1: another Halloween weekend yeah, there was that, like, um, yeah, yeah. Were... Then,
2: then we were, like, officially dating December 19th, like, two-ish months later. Okay. Um, yeah, and then we, we dated through the rest of college, I It was amazing, and um, I got, I was blessed with, like, getting American Idiot in Chicago with Steven Wilson, who is awesome, who is a graduate director at UT. Mm -hmm. He's the one who cast me in that in Chicago, and uh, I was like, I have I, I can't say no to this like I've gotta go
1: I think I remember finding out your cast in American Idiot and I talked to someone else about it and I was like if Luke was ever meant for a show it was American Idiot <laughs> I that show a lot at this time yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was um, just like at that time in your yeah. life I was like Luke belongs there that's,
2: that's that show yeah <laughs> And one, and I was cast as the lead too. So I was like, I can't not do this. And that's oh, what my obviously. parents said too. They were like, Can you graduate at least with your theater and dance degree? And I was like, Yes. And they were like, Cool. Just like fucking do it because I was getting my education degree as well. And then like, I just didn't finish it. Oh, well,
0: I didn't um, know you were getting your education. Yeah, degree. I had to
2: do that. Like, uh, like explain all that recently because I was applying for a teaching job here for the summer. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was getting my education degree outside of theater and dance. It was just just a degree in education. I digress. I told Kelly I was like, I got this show. She was super happy for me. I was like, I'm going i want you to come with me if you want to come with me she was like no and i was like cool we'll figure this out Mm -hmm. if not it won't be a thing and like that would suck and then like a week later she's like i'm coming with you and i was like amazing and yeah so we we moved and lived in chicago for about a year and uh, it was it's weird now that we talk about it like it was really hard time for her but like we had such different experiences like i was the lead of a show, and, Mm -hmm. like, a big show, and I was doing, like, TV things and, like, radio things, and, like, my face was on, like, subway platforms and shit, like, it's still to this day the biggest, like, as far as clout and, like, it was just the biggest thing I've ever done, still, like, to this day, for sure, and... She was doing jobs. She wasn't super happy. She wasn't happy with, like, auditions. She wasn't happy with the show she was, she was getting. And then I remember American Idiot closed. I was in Rent for about six months, and I did Rent in Chicago. And, um, and she was like, hey, I want to move to New York. I want to do casting there. And I was like, well, shit, I'm on the map here, mm-hmm. like, in Chicago. I was, like, like doing really well. I was like, finally. At first, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't want to move to New York. I'm, like, doing really well here. And then I was like, okay, I love you. I don't want to, like be without you obviously mm-hmm. we've made it through this i will move to new york for you because you moved to chicago for me so we were living in new york together we were there for about a year before we like split and it was just kind of like we got to new york and things were just really hard like little uh, i was continuing to excel in my career she had officially quit acting she was excelling in her career and um <clears throat> our lives were just no, no longer intersecting mm-hmm. at all um despite the fact that we were both in the, the industry to some degree She had things that she needed to figure out. I had things that I needed to figure out. There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, yeah, we just eventually kind of grew apart, um, from that. And we recognized that. And basically we, yeah, we just ended up mutually kind of like, uh, it it wasn't mutual initially, but it definitely was mutual, like uh, immediately after the first like blow up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so then we split and it took, It it really has been about two years since, like, then. Almost exactly. It's May. It's going to be May soon, and that's kind of when it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I was way on contract doing Million Dollar Quartet the second time, and, um, yeah. I I, I have such a weird thing about it because I love her so much that Uh I, like, don't want to, like... It's not that I don't want to delve into it. It's that, like, there's so much about us that, like it's so mutual. It it really is. Uh And it took a long time for us to get there where like I was pissed at her. She was pissed at me. And like, you know, like we just went through those ups and downs of like a normal thing that it took to like very recently, like very much in like the past six months of our lives that we've gotten together multiple times. We like text fairly frequently. Like Mm -hmm. I, I usually it's rare for me at this point, which is hilarious that I go like a week without texting her, you know, like it, Mm -hmm just about random stuff. It feels as if though we were back to like right before we ever dated, you know, like we were just kind of like really good friends. Yeah. But yeah, we just kind of grew apart. Like she's right. still she is still my person like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. We're just not romantically each other's persons, yeah. you know? And I love that and I wouldn't want to change that for all, but yeah. yeah, like that's Aww. More or less what happens is that we just grew apart. And that's just like what that's mm-hmm. just like twenty somethings we go through this shit. Well know? and
1: and I I will say I have a very good friend from high school, Dana, and she dated my friend Spencer, and they were dating in high school, and it was very much all of us were like, Oh my god, Dana and Spencer are gonna get married and blah yeah. blah blah and this and that and the other and, and she told me that truly like their relationship ended. They kind of looked at each other and they were like this isn't like the same anymore and we're going to go our separate ways. And now they're both happy with other people. Right. And I basically, I feel like you can meet people that, you think might be like a romantic partner yeah. or whatever and then you realize that maybe like they were always meant to be in your life, but maybe yeah. not necessarily in the way that right you thought they were meant we to be. We were meant in your to life. be in
2: college and meant to be as like young adults. Exactly we're not meant to but be as like we're becoming like full fledged normal adults. Like, like that's grow just not, that's just into nuts.
1: humans yeah. and mm-hmm. um that's but just I... not
2: us now, but we were meant to grow together in that time. And that's mm-hmm. who we are today. So you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well well that I feel I feel so happy for you guys that you still have each other and all that.
2: And she's like, I will curse bad people in my life that I don't like that uh, I can't keep around. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. no, but uh, uh, no, it's truly anyone that you can have sort of uh, a healthy
2: relationship with. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and I mean, I've never had a healthy relationship. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what that... (laughs) With
2: anyone (laughs) whatsoever. Friends, parents gerbils how dare you call me
1: out in this way and it was hamsters by the way just so you know i had hamsters growing up anyway my
2: ex high school sweetheart her hamster's name was spanky
1: spanky died oh no uh i had a (laughs) timely death i had a hamster named moose and a hamster named mimi and then when i grew when i when i moved to la i was like antlers no, obviously not. Oh, I don't know why I named was his it name, Moose. I don't know. I can't remember why I named Moose Moose. I I truly can't remember why. Moose Moose. <laughs> Moose Moose. <laughs> and Moose and Mimi. And then <clears throat> recently I was like, should I get a fucking hamster? Like, should I get one? And then I was like, oh no, I'm not like a 13 year old girl. I should not yeah. get a hamster. Aren't we all? Aren't we all 13 year old <laughs> girls? Don't we all just need hamsters in our life? Maybe and oh and this was also a thing. It's like I recently Maybe this is just like being a 20-something in LA. I want to pet so badly. And I've always been a dog person, but I feel like I can't... I don't have time for a dog. I can't afford a dog.
2: The way you set up that question, it sounded as a verb, not as a noun. I want to pet so badly. I want to pet everything. (laughs) And I was like... Good lord! What do you want to? What do you want to pet? Jesus! I want to pet I
1: everybody know. and everything all the time. Wow! <clears throat> I can hey, see it. I can control. How dare you? I can control uh, myself. But I want, <laughs> I want like a. I, what I really want is a dog. And for a hot second, oh, I was they're like, so
2: should I? I know, but I I know they, but I was... I know they do,
1: and they, you gotta fucking walk them, but and are like, so teach are so I, I know, but you then
2: teaching things because they're they're you know what's hilarious? What they're not smarter than cats. But... <laughs> they're not. It's true. Are you a cat person? I'm a huge cat person. Of
1: course you're a fucking cat person. I'm
2: such a cat person. Get out I'm of Because I'm in tune with do- my feelings and I don't just like <laughs> let my walls down.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, while we're talking about this, Luke and I are the absolute like personification of a cat person and a dog person. Are we? We really I are. Just like, you just found out were that a I'm a cat, cat
2: person and... and you're making these accusations.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't because you told me a long time ago how could you tell
2: by the way I curl up in a chair
1: Okay, Luke, you do curl up in a chair and I don't know how to tell I you do. this, but you hundred <laughs> percent. Right do before this
2: <laughs> I was like, I'm taking this chair and it was like a backed throne chair and we I was we like, had
1: a whole <laughs> we had a whole couch with like a with like a sectional on it. No,
2: and I like And that.
1: Luke was like, I'm taking this chair and he like curled up in like the not the weirdest way, but just like he curled up in a very specific way and I was
2: like I like a high back chair with that is like You told me yeah.
1: You told me in comparison too, Mm-mm. you were like, I had recently cat sit because I love cats, and you were oh, telling yes. me about how much you love cats. I so, I do, you do love cats, uh-huh. and I know you love cats. Yeah. I feel like, just in that same conversation, you were telling me how much you love cats. Yeah. We were also talking about like emotional unavailability and all of yeah. that jazz. So I think that you cat person are kind of like emotionally unavailable, and me dog person just like
2: love everything, everybody,
1: love everything and everybody. And as soon as someone is nice to me, I'm just like, yep, that's it. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: No. And I I always tell people about I don't know if it's a meme or story or whatever it is mm-hmm. that is about cats and dogs specifically. It's like why people love cats and why people love dogs. And it's totally a dig at dog people, but I, I will say it nonetheless because I think it's important, I guess, in this instance of explaining each All other right. and our uh-huh. love, romantic, you know, uh-huh. kind of things. And it's that dogs, a lot of times, are very easy loving, will love a lot, of, you know, just like they're very attention seeking. Not that you are that way, but like, <laughs> no way. But ma'am. it's just, it's, it's fine. just, You're it's fine. just like cats are such weird creatures that are fucking enigmas and they're assholes. And, they're just very hard to get to know, mm-hmm. uh, and that was basically the thing. is that like, oh, well, dogs just, like, they're just there, and they love you, and they're so awesome, and, like, they, they want to be your best friend, and the cats are like, yeah, I'll sit over here for a bit. <laughs> Let me just assess the situation.
1: But it's like, I come back, but because I choose to. Yeah. Not because I want to. You know, I don't need it's...
2: this tuna. The tuna <laughs> needs me. Okay? Yeah, you just sit over there, buddy.
1: I'm not saying Put one some is. litter
2: in my fucking box.
1: I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm yeah. just saying that like, it it is what it is, you know. It's what it is. Yeah. So you're gonna adopt like a million cats? No,
2: I do. I want a cat so bad. Though.
1: I well, Boy, but that's want so okay. Bad. So so what I started saying is that I want a pet, but I know that cats are more self sufficient, and so part of me was like, should I just fucking like get a cat?
0: Get
2: a snake.
1: Oh, I would. You know, you you're... you just
2: get a little system where, like, every couple of days, you know how like cats and dogs they have like automatic feeders. It's uh-huh. like a whole feeder full of like rats. I here's your mice, I guess, and you just drop it down the snake cage. Here and... are
1: some animals that I would love to have, but I never actually want to own, in the sense that I would love to date someone or hang out yeah. with someone on the regular who had these animals. Like a bearded dragon, that would be fucking cool. Uh, turtles. I actually, they I know that this is so like bad. a meme. I know
2: they You're do. That's about why like amphibians Shh. and reptiles. They listen, do not smell listen. That's why.
1: That's good. why I don't want to have it. Yeah. I want someone else to have it, and I can just visit it a lot. My friend Jazz has a tortoise. Literally, my dream come true. That's I not. had to go. I get to go and visit the tortoise whenever I want. She brought the tortoise to our work Christmas party. I got to hang out with the tortoise and pet its little neck skin, like, and not have to take care of it.
2: What did that feel like?
1: Um, it was really great. The tortoise's name is Cheeseburger. I love her so much. The neck skin, soft. It was so soft and sweet. She was, like, looking around. She's like, what's going on? She was in a little fanny pack. Cheeseburger was having a great time at this party. But it also, I, I, could own a snake at some point. I think snakes are fucking cool. I like snakes. Yeah, sure. I like snakes. I like bearded dragons. But you I really like,
2: want a dog. What kind of dog?
1: Um, I want three different dogs. Mm, I want okay. a pomeranian. Oh,
0: Love
1: them. Oh, I want a pomeranian, a pit bull, and a great dane. And I've all, all, I've also picked out names for all of them. The pomeranian. Her name will be Rookie, and oh. then Pitbull named Lulu, oh. Great Dane named Tango, and those are Tango. So I have a small, medium, and large dog. Interesting. I want all three of those. What about you? What are your pets? Talk about your pets. What pets. do you want?
2: Oh, I have no preference of cat, per se. My, one of my roommates is allergic, so I'm looking at allergenic cats. I've had two different side knees in my life. Mm -hmm. um and i love them and they're very friendly cats and they're very sweet and the second one that we've had is she's cross-eyed and it's like hilarious and cute we we have had all j names for our cats too her name is jingles um yeah we've had jesse jasmine uh jinx and jingles and jingles is precious um so i love a good siamese cat Mm -hmm. so i'd like to have that but uh yeah i don't know i don't i don't really want i mean i love dogs i love all animals but like I don't. i don't want to own the thing in life even though it brings me a lot of joy to be around like we have jamie our dog that's around right now that we're taking care of that's mm-hmm. one of our roommates friends that I, I love to death and i will take care of it i'll mm-hmm. defend it i just i i had a cat with kelly her name was kaya and she's the most precious thing on the fucking face of the planet and mm-hmm. uh yeah I don't... I just want a cat. That's you
1: what. just want a cat? You don't want a dog at all? Or do you just, like...
2: No. I mean, I, I do... I love dogs. I don't want it to be my dog. I don't want to, like, have to right. take care of it in that way. Like, I... Me, personally, with my immediate family, which is me, my sister, my parents, mm-hmm. we never had a dog in the house growing up. Both my grandparents, like, mm-hmm. did. But... So I was around dogs all the time. But, like, I... I know how want to take care of a dog, obviously. Right. I just... Yeah. It's just not my... It's not my thing. Like...
1: I will say that if I ever have a dog it's gonna be my dog until I'm married yeah like any dog that I get is going to be my dog because it's and it's not even that I would go into a relationship like expecting a breakup but I don't want anyone to get it twisted that like that's your dog yeah. because that's it's I I don't want to get a dog until I have the means to take care of it entirely yeah. on my own yeah, I, I don't do. that I don't want that to be a joint dog I want that to be like my dog, and so if yeah. anything bad happens, I get to take the dog, and that is my child. And like that's you yep. know, but yeah, I would just love to have a fluffy thing to curl up with at night. That's unconditional the...
2: love, trust me. Oh, that I'm unconditional right love. You. Oh
1: my God, yeah, no, that would be amazing. So uh, correct me if I if I'm wrong. Uh, you're a musician, right?
2: I've barely touched an instrument. You you
1: you've looked at an instrument once or twice yeah it's a joke because black and white
2: keys
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a joke because luke is a very talented musician but uh so (laughs) you're welcome luke
2: (laughs) that's enough of that bullshit anyway moving on
1: anyway moving on (laughs) so i want to talk to you about love songs and breakup songs tell me What's your your love song? Did you have these planned
2: out? You don't even have them written down. I don't. Okay. Well.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thank you. It's the 23rd episode, so they're so (laughs) far ingrained into my brain. So, like, I know. So
2: you knew I was coming on the show. (laughs) How many episodes ago?
1: (laughs) I started this podcast for this moment,
2: Luke. I Um, wanted you to be on it. Oh my god! I haven't wrote a lot of like. I don't I wouldn't call them like breakup songs. Mm-hmm. I've wrote a fair amount of like love songs that have like gone into the steadfast sounds like
1: um Sorry, can you say that again? The steadfast steadfast sound. sound? The steadfast sound? Yeah. We'll we'll promote it at the end, yeah. but uh
2: Yeah, in in our set we really only have one that's about um kelly that i i, I fucking love. knew
1: it was about kelly oh no, yeah of i knew it kelly.
2: and i it's great it's called solo
1: it's a very good song it was stuck in my head um, all day today it, i was it, at work fucking packing like up that. food just yeah. <laughs> in my brain like
2: yeah. it, it's a, it's not like a mean song or something it's 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 really about myself and um it's meant to be how like we we don't communicate properly and like um you want things to work out but but they don't and uh you know in the end like we're gonna end up with better people but yeah i don't know i i I also have another song you guys have never heard that's called (gasps) lied (laughs) too that will may never end up being a steadfast song that is also about kelly and that one's in particular about like miscommunication and like basically the first first verse is like from my perspective and um The second verse is from the female perspective, like, from her perspective, and the bridge is, like, our, um, our, our our literal arguments that we've, like, had, and, like, the bridge, I'm gonna, like, recite the, like, lyrics real quick, which is hilarious. Do it! But after these, like, just back and forth, like, kind of coming at each other, but not really coming at each other, it's more, like, about me, kind of, like, verses, the bridge is, like, you think this is some game response, you think I'm trying to win, response, you, why don't you just sit down, um, her, why don't you just listen, still her, you're always the hero of the story, and I'm just the villain, and I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm just the villain, and I say, you know, that's not true, I'm just trying to talk to you, I want, I want, I'm trying, I'm trying to say, to say, I love you, and it's it's just basically about how, like, that. that is an argument we've literally, literally, had of like her throwing it in my face and it's like oh the story's always about you and i'm like i feel like it's about you you know Mm -hmm. and i'm and at the end of the day we both love each other but (laughs) our house isn't a home anymore and your warmth isn't me anymore um (laughs) 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 oh god i
1: love this it's great amazing thank you please keep going
2: and i'm trying and trying Uh, uh, it's just, it's just, it, it's, I don't know, it's about arguments and mm-hmm. shit like that, but at the end of the day, it's it's not about, like, throwing anything in anybody's face, it's just about miscommunication. And the very last lines that are after, like, all the normal verses and chorus is, like, an outro that's, like, guess this is what we have to do. Two strangers now, me and you. I'll oh. be thinking about where you are. Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh, big yeah. yikes. Yeah. Big yikes.
2: Yeah. You know, it's like, I guess this isn't gonna work out, and... I don't know who you are anymore and that's okay, but I'll always be thinking about that person. Anyway, so I don't, I don't have like a lot of like breakup, you know, lovey type songs. It's just that, yeah, that's one that's really in particular, like really close to my heart that I wrote that and I, I, you know, we, we've talked about it I've sent it to her and she's like really okay with it, obviously, that we wrote. Just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's like, I don't, Hate you. I love you so much that it's just it's not going to work. You know, yeah. Like and that and that's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: I think that that is the hardest thing. And and I mean, I've ended things. I've ended things with a lot of people on bad terms. That I truly can't imagine what it's like to end with someone on good terms. Where you're like, oh shit. I still really care about you a lot, and like, how do you even move on from that? So I, I really admire that,
2: and I really like
1: admire like y'all's relationship and and all that. It
2: also took a long time to get to that point. No, so I don't but, want anybody yeah. to think that that was, like, some bed of roses like, that, like,
1: overnight, you're yeah, just like, it, ah, it, yes, it we are all good. It literally took uh-huh. two
2: years of, like, not talking to some extent and arguments and, like, hardship mm-hmm. and dating other people and, like, getting to the point where it's like, I've never not loved you. I've just, like, been in a, like, we've just not been okay like, as ourselves, as individuals, so how could we be okay even as friends? And it's, yeah. like, We've always wanted that thing, but we needed to repair ourselves first, and now it's like we're in a good spot, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like after the fact, well, I mean, everything you've told me, I just look at you and I'm just like, damn, Luke is so mature and so responsible with all the shit that he is doing. Like, I I really do, I applaud you for all of that.
2: Nonsense, but thank you. (laughs)
1: I'm nonsense you're nonsense I'm
2: nonsense you're, you're nonsense So <laughs> is there, is there, is there, like, like hard-hitting questions you have me Oh my have, god do you have do me you Jesus have any,
1: do uh, we are a love drug ladies and gentlemen I will say straight up, we were love drunk before this podcast. Before
2: this started, yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna be editing this later, being like, "What the fuck are we talking talking about?"
2: about? Like went on a 20 minute ramble.
1: Um, Do you have this? Is something funny? So I recently, I originally had rules for this podcast. I had like specific questions I was gonna ask, and there are a few that obviously, as you go on you keep what works, you take away what doesn't work. But there's something that I did find interesting is there's one point where one of the questions on this podcast was, do you have any, like, unpopular love opinions? Which is unpopular sort of like, yeah, where it's sort of like, monogamy is a lie or something like that, where it's just like something that goes, and that's so not something strange. I believe, but it's like so extreme. That's the most extreme thing I could possibly think of. But it's just like, is there like a hard... I'm trying to make it less extreme, but is there something that you just like so feel about love where it's like this is how it's supposed to be?
2: No, because I'm too open of a person. This oh, question. No. I'm sorry. I I don't believe it in like creating boundaries like so much so like that. Like I just think everything in our lives at, at this age and in this range and even just in life as we continue to move forward in progressing as humans, especially because mm-hmm. we're not our parents, we're not our grandparents. Is that like There are no hard rules, so, like, no hate to anybody who's been before me on this Mm -hmm. subject, but, like, I will not give you a, like, hard answer on that. Okay,
1: but but that being said, (sighs) that also does bring up, I feel like a, not, okay, I was about to say a problem, but that's just me coming at it as someone who literally does not believe in, like, non-monogamy or, like, whatever, but there are so many people in LA and I've heard this story from so many other people that are like oh yeah I really like this person and they're like I'm non-monogamous or I'm polyamorous or whatever it's whatever and I'm not trying to like shit on anyone's sexuality or your belief or whatever but like where are you at with this whole like
2: Monogamy, non-monogamy. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So that's what you want to address. That's the question that I'll be asked. Well, Great. that
1: that was a thing that I came <laughs> to terms with after I had already asked you the other yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, then I was yeah. trying to figure it right, out. Yeah, we can address but, that. But, uh, but I will, like, yeah, let's let's address that. Let's talk uh, about
2: non-monogamy it. Non-monogamy is for me until there's, like, official terms on the relationship. I'm not, like, looking for anything that's like that right, right. now. You know? Um, as long as I'm not, like... I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. Then technically that's non-monogamy. So like
1: Yeah. That's that's
2: not for me right mm-hmm. now. Not saying it couldn't be, but also like I feel like why label something as polyamorous or why label like I'm with all these people. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm already with all those people. I don't want to put a label on it. Period. Right. Because there are strings attached to all of that other shit and that's not the kind of thing I want. Yeah. I want to, like, do what I want to do.
1: That was really never an issue I had, like, in Austin, though. And granted, I've talked about this where so I, I really be... I'm sorry?
2: You have that issue here?
1: Personally, I have not had that issue. I've had a, a handful of friends tell me that they had something going with someone. They really liked them. They were, like... Yeah, you know, seeing something and then they had the sit down talk about how they didn't believe in monogamy and how they were going to be in open relationships or they were polyamorous or something and this was this was multiple friends I've talked to and and I will say straight up that I don't necessarily I'm not saying that it's fake and I don't necessarily believe that people don't actually feel that. However, I do understand that there are some people that are very much on that page and some people that are not on that page. And and it's actually kind of a thing that... There is this one person I I was talking to at one point and they were like, hey, I have to be honest with you. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to tell me he doesn't believe in monogamy and it's going to be like this whole big issue. It's a thing. It's like a fear that kind of develops within you, especially sure. in like the culture of Los Angeles. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong or whatever. I don't know. Do whatever you want. But is is that something that like you've had to deal with at all? Or is that something that like...
2: Uh, no, it's not something that I've had to deal with yet. <laughs>
1: yet
0: no (laughs)
2: Uh no i've never i've never dealt with polyamory and or like anything that's not monogamy and I, i do believe in monogamy to a certain extent i just believe in exploring yourself figuring yourself out and um knowing who you are first
1: I feel like we have so much more room to discover who we are as people just because like in our generation it's just sort of like do whatever you want and it's fine and I think I mean we had this conversation earlier where it's like do whatever you want but also like please try not to hurt other people if you can avoid it please.
2: Yes I uh, it's not about hurting other people I think it's about honesty
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: the hurt that's felt is from whether or not those people understand that honesty Mm -hmm. and whether or not they accept those terms and how much they, I guess, get what you're saying, but I, I think that's more than anything, it's not about like, don't hurt other people, it's like, just be honest, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of us don't know what I, don't, don't know what I, don't know what we want, and that's okay, as long as you explain that to other people, and if you are that person on the receiving end of it, mm-hmm. know that you can't be upset, or angry, or mad at that person for not knowing what they want.
1: Or you can be, but you can't like, take it out on them. Fair. I'm always going to be the bitch that's like, your feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are. Hold on to your feelings. Be upset. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. But you can't actively go to that person and be like, you are a dick. You're an asshole. You ruined my whole life. Like, you can't do that to someone if they told you from the get-go that that's not what they were looking for, you know? Yeah. So that's just me. What I what I will ask you is that so you're you're about to leave for two months maybe That's two months like six weeks six? Boston yes a, a month and a half yes a there month and a half
2: you're on the right range
1: <laughs> ooh she can do math she can divide real quick anyway can she? so don't test me on it please for the love of God so you are going to Boston, you're coming back, are you going to be trying to kind of, like, be here and date, or are you just gonna... What's what's, what's next <laughs> for Luke? What's what's in your what's future plans? Me. Tell um, me, please.
2: Something could happen in Boston, first of all, or uh-huh. it could not. It doesn't matter. If that person uh-huh. doesn't live in LA, it doesn't particularly matter. Uh-huh. To me, yes, I mean, I, I, I will be back. I'm not looking. I just, I don't believe in, like, Searching for something. I'm not. Right, I'm not uh-huh. ever searching. I just believe that it will, will happen the way it happens. And um, for me, that's through art and you know that kind of avenue usually. But also, I, I, I have people. I don't want to people. I just have. There's people in my past that are like from New York that I know will eventually be here. That I'm not waiting on anybody. I guess per se. I mm-hmm. just. I'm not trying to rush into anything, because right. there are people that I did date there that I'm very interested in, per se, I guess, as I'm just not in any hurry. <laughs> and I'm waiting to see what's going to happen, and uh-huh. there's people that I definitely still have emotional feelings for that I, I want to be out here and that I want to explore more and, you know, want to figure out.
1: Is this subway we've discussed recently, no, or is this... No, this is nobody. This is This, a... this, this okay. person
2: is solely... Just something good because I was about to
1: smack you across the face if it was someone that we already talked about.
2: Oh, god, no, no. This is not you, girl. No,
1: I know, but it's also, and I have no right, but I'd also still smack you across the face. That's totally fair. Because Luke, I don't know if you realize this, but we're becoming very good friends. I know it's weird. uh, I know it's so weird. weird. It's also gross that
2: you're older than me. My God, how's it feel to be twenty-six? It's
1: disgusting, and I hate it. I don't have any health insurance. So closer to
2: thirty than you are twenty. How does that feel? I'm
1: gonna, I will actually physically fight you after this. Blonde ambition,
2: Jesus Christ! You're blonde and green-eyed. You have no other hard-hitting questions about my life, though. Well, me. tell
1: me what you want to tell me because I feel like you have, I have no things idea. that you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about like high school sweethearts? Do you want to talk? Because I do know about one particular high school sweetheart, and if you want to get into that, then we'll get into it. But I was, I was kind of like dancing on the edge yeah, of you know, it.
2: There's nothing to talk about. I mean, she's a lovely person that I love as well.
1: <laughs> Boring. Boo. Bad. <laughs> Uh, I, I
2: don't know. There's there's nothing to talk about there. I mean, we're on a dance team together, and she's an incredible person, and I, I'm excited to see what she does in life. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm too nice about.
1: Like, <laughs> Luke is people. officially too nice for this podcast. I <laughs> uh, can't like, talk shit about stuff. Oh, my God.
2: Okay. You'd always know, ask me about showmances. So I feel like that's the thing. I feel oh, like that that's the thing a that I idea. have to talk about. Okay. That's the you know, thing that
1: happens. I have had a showmates before my, uh, who? sophomore year of, she <laughs> with who? Yeah,
2: with who? I'll
1: tell you off, yeah. I'll tell you off mic, but, uh, I think his codename was Derek on this, but, uh, I did a show with Derek and we were the leads and we were romantic leads. At UT? At UT. Like, we were beautiful. opposites. It it was beautiful. What show no, was it? it was As the Rain Stops Falling. By who? By Andrew Bavel Say it again. Andrew Bovell. Last name. Bavel Is that not right? Say
2: it four times fast.
1: Bovell, Bovell, <laughs> How dare you come to my podcast and try to prove that I'm drunk. I know I'm drunk, Luke. That's why I started this goddamn podcast. Anyway, he tried to... Afterwards, he tried to pretend that he was like, oh, nothing happened and and nothing was serious and all that. And I would literally run off stage after the most emotional scene in the play and he would hold me backstage. Like, no one could see us. This was not acting anymore. I would literally run off stage into his arms and he would, like, hold me for a second. And I'd be like, oh my god, this feels so safe and good. And then I was like, hey, I like you. And he was like, oh, I'm just a really flirtatious person. You interpreted all of this wrong. And I was like, amazing. You're right. Dump. Cool.
2: <laughs> how do I move so on from good. this? So good.
1: Awesome. Amazing. I love this so much. It's funny much. how
2: you admit that because I'm a very submissive person. No, uh, that meant nothing.
1: Uh-huh. Goodbye. Yeah, and then he later told two different friends of mine that he was like, I was lying. There was something there. And I was like, well, I fucking don't know how to take that because after the fact I'm trying to get over it and all that jazz. You told me about your showmances, <laughs> if they are better or worse oh, than my experiences.
2: i was really happy. My few man, my few manses, my
1: few manses. I've had a fair amount of show manses.
2: Um, what do you want to know about? I'll give you new.
1: Are there? Well, what? Okay, so show manses for me. I, when you act opposite of a person, you kind of feel like, oh my god, like, ugh, we're so endeared to each other. Sure. Was yours like? like an opposite or was it just someone who was I, in i've literally
2: never played opposites of somebody besides million dollar quartet actually okay. and i i have had like <clears throat> I, I i don't know i don't know to say it. i've like had like things with all my like dianes that have been like elvis's girlfriend but i i had like weird attractions at least towards every like person I've been in million dollar talking What
1: with. is a weird attraction? Let's get into that. What do you mean when you say weird attraction? And I've also said it too, is like when I talk I think it was Derek that I just talked about, our weird attraction, where it's someone that you don't necessarily see coming, like you don't necessarily think you're attracted to them and then all of a sudden you are. Like what is a weird attraction to
2: you? Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean them to I I didn't mean to be attracted to them and it just like it happened.
1: And then it just kind of developed and it's Yeah, but I, I
2: I've also truly I've never been like I I don't <laughs> I don't play roles where I'm like opposite of like somebody in particular mm-hmm. like usually and that's the only capacity that I've like felt that I, and usually though like my showmances it's not just like million dollar quartet. it's I I've done this with like several situations that I bounce around doing uh you know musical theater as people especially who are from new york hope to do and i'm very like happy and excited and proud that i've gotten to do those things but we're all very lonely (laughs) (laughs) there's that Uh uh-huh and you know there's people are looking for something Mm -hmm. and i'm not afraid to be that person who's like oh i I was looking for like maybe a person to hook up with or maybe a person to like fling with But, um, most nobody's looking for anything serious, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. You just have these, like, flings. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not. Oh, God. I don't know what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) It's okay. He's love drunk, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's okay. I, and I mean, I've never experienced, like, going to a new city to do the show for a certain amount of time. And you kind of have – you. there's a beginning and an end to it. And, it's, yeah. and I can't imagine going somewhere and, like, feeling something for someone or finding someone attractive because yeah. the only time I've ever done that was college. So we right. were all in the same city anyway. But right. it does become so complicated when you're seeing someone who – it lives in a different state or might not necessarily be coming back to the same state you are uh, and all that. So so I do understand how it's kind of like a it's kind of like a weird thing and you're not yeah. really planning it. No. but but I feel like we all kind of put aside our personal lives for our jobs, especially as actors, musicians, writers, uh, artists. And I'm not saying other people in other fields don't do this, but I feel like we do it a lot more often where we come together yeah. with a bunch of people in the same fields. And maybe you're not trying to catch feelings and you just kind of do and like what do you fucking do? I don't know how long distance relationships work. I don't know how you figure these things out. It's absolutely ridiculous.
2: <sighs> you don't. You don't. I mean, that's that's the answer is that like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You try, you try really hard and like you want to be able to like figure out like, oh, I, I'm having this connection in this moment right now with this person
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's so special and that's so awesome. But like, how do you maintain that relationship? Right. They live in in, in a place that you may never be again mm-hmm. or even if you are there, like you're not going to be there often. Is that the relationship you want to have?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Even if they are like the person. Yeah. See, that's the part of me that believes that, like, love, monogamy, all those things, that I'm like, I found that in places that I thought maybe I couldn't find that,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, why couldn't I find that here?
0: Yeah.
2: God, see, see, that's that's the hard thing with, like, LA, New York, wherever, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I truly found all those things where I, I really like somebody, I I find them attractive, I find them, all those things that you want, but I, they're not in that position in that place in that time Mm -hmm. where i need them to be so am i missing an opportunity or am i missing i i I don't know yeah Mm.
1: it's also i think that we as artists are very selfish and it's not in a bad way at all but it's i i think that if you are an artist in any way you have to look at your arts and your journey as your own and you don't compromise for people and you don't do that where it's like if someone's across the country from you, you're not going to be the person who's like, oh, I'm going to fucking move there for that person. When I was in high school I heard of a girl who gave up a full ride engineering degree to UT to be with her boyfriend at A&M
2: she doing now?
1: Oh, I haven't checked, but, but that's the thing is it's like, I feel like there is a time where, and especially we've talked about this before, you and I being from the South and being from Texas and where it's, it's something where you kind of compromise for people and you find that person and you're like, I'm going to fucking sacrifice everything for that person that I love. But as artists, we don't want to compromise for anyone and it's very hard because it's like okay but if someone gets an opportunity halfway across the country am i going to move for them am i, I going to change for them it's difficult it's very very hard yeah. and and i'm not saying i'm i'm really not trying to belittle this person i knew in high school i'm not trying to belittle her decision in any way but even then we were like that's wild and you should never give up anything for anyone And I'll be the first person to say that I've never had to sacrifice anything for anyone. And I I will say that as someone who's never really been in a real relationship, maybe that's something I've gotten, maybe other people have had to deal with, but I have never had to sacrifice what I wanted for another person. So I have gotten to do, while maybe I have wanted to be in relationships throughout my life, I've literally made every decision that I've wanted to make and I've done it and I've and I've reached where I'm at, Yeah, I don't know what it means to compromise. But I feel like, especially when you are in that show, when you're in that position for a certain amount of time, you have to kind of, like, if you do find that romance, you do have to kind of figure out, like, is this something that I'm going to change for, or is this something that I'm going to let go? And it's hard, and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't have a lot to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I just went on a
1: tangent. Sorry about that, y'all. No, it's okay. uh, I love but, it. But yeah, but that's that's just what I'm getting out of everything you're telling me. No, and, that's
2: showmances.
1: And, ugh, showmances. I can't even imagine. because oh. Straight up, my one showmance was college, and then he was there, and I was show-mances
2: there. Showmance then... is the key. Be honest. That's it. That is the end-all, be-all story. Just be fucking honest.
1: Be honest, y'all, and I feel like that's relationships in general. Just be honest, yeah, you gotta be honest.
2: I feel like we could be very good on like a separate podcast as the like relationship advice.
1: If we were actually sober and we weren't like super super drunk while we're talking about this,
2: Charlotte, I'm stone cold sober. (laughs) I hate
1: you so much, Luke. I want if (laughs) anyone listens to this, I want you to take away that I hate Luke with everything (sighs) in me. Oh my
0: god! No, I feel
1: like I I, I feel
2: like we could provide incredible opposite relationship advice. I
1: think that if we had a podcast, it would be like dog person, cat person. And cat that dog. would be our, it would be cat-dog. Cat-dog. <laughs> it would be a cat-dog gimmick. That's, that's what, uh, that's what our lives would be, honestly. But yeah.
2: I feel like we're very opposite in our love approaches. and that's... We
1: are. But I, I also so feel good. it in a way I where it's like. appreciate what you have. But I appreciate what you have in the sense that. Stop. we.
2: <laughs> Say more right now.
1: <laughs> anyway, so I guess I'm going to hit you with the end now that we're here. All right, great. Luke Lynn said, what does love feel like?
2: What does love feel like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my last question for you.
2: True romantic love?
1: Just what you think. What does love feel like?
2: Any kind of love?
1: First instinct, what does love feel like?
2: I'm not going to say that love feels like butterflies and love feels like um, you're unsure or like you don't know what it is. I feel like love feels like a commitment that every day you're willing to willing to um, roll that stone back up the mountain. And that love feels like you're willing to get back up when you're pushed down. And that love feels like um, something that you have to choose every day that is right and feels like it is you and feels like it's something that you want.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that a lot of times people think that love is... And, I mean, I'm coming from a person who's never really felt love before. I mean, I felt certain kinds of love before, but, like, never, like, I love you on purpose kind of love. But I think a lot of people like to focus on the, the happiness and the butterflies and all that jazz. But I think that love is work, and love is hard. and Love is not
2: a fairy tale.
1: It's not, and you got to work on it every day, so... So I really do appreciate that perspective. Well, geez, Luke, thanks for being on the podcast. We
2: Made it through. We did make it through.
1: I oh geez, (laughs) there sure is. Oh
2: geez, man.
1: Oh geez, oh geez, Scoob. I will say. Here's the thing. Um, besides Jose Cuervo with Josh Fisher, which I believe was the seventh episode of season one. I think that this is the drunkest I've ever been on Love
0: Drunk. Oh, we're not done.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) We still have half our drinks to finish, ladies and gents. Also, Luke, I don't know how to tell you this. You and I are friends. So if you ever, if you, if you.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God, Char, stop. Say more right now.
1: (laughs) Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Love Drunk Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Rose. Follow me on Twitter at Rose Plug your shit. Luke, tell me things about your life and plug your
0: things.
2: Great. I'm Luke Linstead. Uh, I'm on all the Instagrams and I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, More importantly, follow at The Steadfast Sound, mm-hmm. which is my band with um, a lot of people <laughs> on it. And uh, yeah, that's that's all the all that's important all the steadfast sound on instagram does uh, it, does st- I uh, know it doesn't but steadfast sound
1: iTunes. does like it it's funny if they did have a twitter because what would they even we say know. I know you it, it do, would be when, like, like what would it's they the funky say? folk
2: times
1: <laughs> at steadfast sound on instagram
2: the steadfast sound we're all the things mm-hmm. I'm Luke Linstead. <laughs> not memorable and that's okay <laughs> So follow similarity.
1: at Luke Linstead. I'll spell it out in the description Good luck. at the steadfast sound. I know how to spell your last name. Get Try out Try it right here. now. Go. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Linstead. Okay. L-I-N-D.
2: Nope. Oh, fuck. Go.
1: <laughs> L- Wait, Linstead. L-I- Got this. I-N-S. Yep. S- yep. T yep. E yep. A yep. D yep. T. Yeah! t- yes! Oh, I spelled it at Okay, let me seven. do Rose.
2: Let me do Rose. R. Ar-
1: <laughs> I hate you so much. Right. I hate you. It's, I hope you die. Anyway, um, follow uh, <laughs> <all> every- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh.
1: I hate hate S,
2: S, 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 S. Luke is
1: my worst enemy if if you get shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) If you get anything out of this podcast is that Luke is my greatest (sighs) enemy. Anyway, follow everybody. And all I have left to say is be loved and stay drunk, my friends. Stay drunk. We love you. Good night.